Welcome to The Last Word with Dan Perosi. I am your host, Dan Perosi. Um, this is episode six, week four of the NFL season. Uh, I have Taylor sitting with me today. Taylor, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Denver's 3-0, and I'm going to get booed again. Sorry. I'm I just, fucking sorry. No, you deserve to be booed often. Uh, anyway, after last week in week three, I went 12-4 in my picks, which brings me to 32-18 and 18 on the season. Bounced back from that tough week two where I went 8-8, eight and eight, but I actually looked at most of the so-called uh, quote-unquote experts did worse than 8-8, eight and eight, so I don't feel too bad about myself. Um, anyway, we'll jump right into the games. Starting with the Thursday night game, we have the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore right now is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, um, despite being 0-3. The main reason being that quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is going to be missing a few weeks with an MCL sprain. Thankfully, no um, tear or anything, but he also has a bone bruise, which is something to keep an eye on. People don't realize how much those bone bruises linger, especially when you're a quarterback that relies on his lower body as much as Ben Roethlisberger does. Um, now, the Ravens, they lost a tough one, a real shootout to Cincinnati where they really let A.J. Green take over, um, despite a huge game from Steve Smith Sr. Um, and now they're going to be heading to Pittsburgh where they generally don't play particularly well, but they're going to be facing Michael Vick as opposed to Ben Roethlisberger. In this case, uh, well, the Steelers, by the way, they won despite not having Roethlisberger. Uh, Vic came in. They played the Rams, and he, he went like six for eight. Like, like, like he just he kept them winning. He That's managed. He managed yeah. it well. Le'Veon Bell was a huge boost, and I'm sure they're going to be relying on him and D'Angelo Williams more. I'm um, hoping to cut down on the mistakes that Michael Vic will make. It's not a matter of of if; it's a matter of will. when. Yeah, exactly. It'll, it'll definitely happen. So in this one, I think Baltimore's going to get their first win. They were just this close this past week, and they almost beat the Raiders the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, they always play the Steelers tough, obviously. I expect it to be close early on, but I think that they're going to force Vic into a few turnovers. They're going to focus on containing Le'Veon Bell. And then that Steve Smith will take over, uh, have a big game again. Maybe they finally get Justin Forsett going uh, for a change. And a big game from Joe Flacco. So I will take the Ravens in this one, and I like them to cover the two and a half points as well. I think they win this one going away by at least a touchdown. I completely agree. Um, you take away Roethlisberger from her, from that offense, and like especially the pace. If they you were, take away like, Roethlisberger from any, any, but this offense, but this specifically. Is, like like this was the best they've been since like Heinz Ward and Antoine Randall L. As exactly. far as offensively, but I, I think just with the loss of Roethlisberger and the way. Um, you know, like like the way Baltimore's defense has been playing, they're not, not well. they're, they're not going to give up 220 yards to one guy every single time. No. So I really think Baltimore's going to win this. And that was even including a big drop that AJ Green had. He should have yeah. had about 270 or so. Yeah, it, it, but um, he went off. yeah, I think we're both in agreement here. This one, um, we'll get to the next game. Um, ugh, these motherfuckers. Uh, the Jets technically. At the Miami Dolphins in London. This game will be taking place at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time in London. Have fun waking up. Um, Yeah, I know. I'll be out the night before, too. Um, You know, fuck the Dolphins. I I had such a temper tantrum after their game on Sunday. You should have. And I don't know what to think with this team because... I know they're not as bad as they played. They have too much talent to play like that. It could have been a matter of them underestimating the Bills and coming out flat. It could have been a matter of the fact that they let the, the loss to Jacksonville that they felt they should have won linger a little too much. And they just got flat-out flat, flat out dominated. I hate the defensive schemes right now. I hate the offensive play calling right now. The only guys that are playing well on defense are Grimes, Rashad Jones, Nadamakin Sue. 
and Jelani Jenkins and Koamisi. Cameron Wake is MIA. I know he's playing a little hurt, but he hasn't done anything this year. Olivier Vernon's doing nothing this year. And then they don't have an opposite, a corner opposite side or a safety opposite Rashad Jones. Um, oh, wait, what, what, what was his name? Uh, McCain? Just Bryce got, McCain. He got demoted. Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing with Bryce McCain. I hated that they made him the opposite boundary corner. He is a slot nickel corner. That's when he thrived in Pittsburgh. Why are you taking him out of his element? No, I completely agree. Cause, but, like, just watching, no matter what he did, no matter who he he's was facing... He gave him like a nine or ten yard he, cushion I, I, every time. I know exactly, and that's fifty percent coaching, fifty percent him. Because they tell them, you know, we want you to press, but if you don't feel comfortable, you have to press Percy Harvin. He can't get off the press, uh-huh. and you're giving him ten, fifteen yards. You're giving Robert Woods ten, fifteen yards, and he's and you and you still gave Percy Harvin that yards, and Percy Harvin still ran right past you. Granted, he didn't make the catch, but he still ran right past you. Exactly. So now on the Jets side of things, they lost their first game. Ryan Fitzpatrick played like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's the one we all know and love. He, he's either a checkdown or he's going to bomb it, and he hasn't been throwing the deep ball well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they should be getting Chris Ivory back. They should be getting um, Darrell Revis back, but he played on Sunday and got hurt. It's a, it's a groin and a hamstring. It's iffy with those things, especially when you're a corner. I, I'm obviously going to pick the Dolphins. I'd be an asshole if I didn't pick the Dolphins. And the reason I'm picking the Dolphins is because when last year, people will forget, they were 1-2 and two going into the game in London. Granted, they were playing the Raiders, but it, they were 1-2 and two going to London. They talked about benching Ryan Tannehill, and they put on their best performance of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, they're going away. They're playing a team that they know. They bit, they're in London already. The Jets are getting there two days later. So they should win this one. I think they'll finally be able to get the running game going a little bit. I think that they're going to see an increase from Devontae Parker. I love what they're doing with Rashad Matthews. I told you before um, the season yeah. started, this kid's a baller if they give him a shot. and, what, and, they, and He's giving him a shot and look what, what's what, happening. What, what does he have? He has three or four touchdowns on the season already? Three already. And three, yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I think that you'll see a good game from Tannehill. He always seems to respond really well to criticism. That was his first bad game, mm-hmm. and it was all on the offensive line. Do you know that this season he's only had 2.92 seconds to get rid of the ball? Uh, the offensive line is playing. Played terribly, yeah. and they're facing a good defensive line. But I don't think the thing that they gave Tyrod Taylor the reason he gave the Dolphins defense issues because that athletic quarterback that you have to pay attention to outside the get pocket. Out, get out of the pocket. You don't have to worry about that with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Nope. So I'll take the Dolphins in the upset. Um, I'm gonna t- go ahead. Take whoever you want. Man. I mean, I mean, I guess, I, I guess I'll take the Jets just because, in my opinion, your offense isn't playing well enough for that. No, but defense that defense is, is playing. Hey, listen, incredible. The offense is playing much worse. The offense is averaging 14 points a game right now. The Dolphins' right. offense. The defense had their first bad game. They played well week one. And right. No, I, I, I know. I watched both games with you, but I, I, I think that Jets' defense is is too good, especially if they get Darrell Revis back. I. I personally will take the Jets. That's just that's just you know that's how I think about. It. I really think the Jets will win this game, but they probably will because I'm an asshole and I'll probably rip another jersey and have another temper tantrum at 9:30 in the morning. I was fucking ripping the jersey off at halftime. You are yeah at halftime. Fuck was, everyone. Fuck but, everything. But just, just just real quick, it was a Brandon Marshall jersey. Yeah, and he's on he's he, on the Jets. He he took off his Dan Marino jersey and placed I it had nicely. The presence of mind. But I almost did. I grabbed the Marino jersey. I, I started ripping it, and it was like, no. And it's signed by Dan Marino, but I did take off my Dolphins pants first. Yes, he took off his pants, takes off his Dan Marino jersey, lays it down nicely, goes in the room, shit, fuck, what? And Hulk actually, did, I needed it. Yeah, and he comes out. And, and then just, I felt better. Yeah, well, I, I mean, felt better you know, I, I, to be honest with you, like, with the Dolphins, once they figure it out, they're going to be a really good team. I, it's coaching, in my opinion. Yeah, Joe Philbin's an asshole. Right. I, I, I take the Jets in this particular yeah, I don't blame you. They have the better coach. 
Um, better and defense. They sh- yeah, they should. The Jets should win. If they don't, they are who I thought they were coming into the season. Yeah. And it would be on Ryan Fitzpatrick because he cannot make the kind of throws and the kind of plays outside the pocket like you saw from Tyrod Taylor. Correct. The other thing, they also don't have a tight end like Charles Clay. No, they don't. They don't have the playmakers on offense. They have, they have um, Marshall, obviously, but I'm not worried. Grimes is going to do his job. And Decker, who is nursing a knee injury. I don't know what they have outside of that. So, it, it's uh, to me, this is a coin flip game. The line started at 3.5 for the Jets. It shifted back to 1.5. It'll probably be a pick on come game time. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game we have is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts, 9.5-point favorites. Um, I like the Colts in this one. Uh, the Colts coming off their win, um, their first win over the Tennessee Titans. Game a lot closer than a lot of people expected. Um, tough first half from Andrew Luck. Huge second half from Andrew Luck, producing that kind of magic that we have seen from him so many times in his young career. Uh, the Colts defense still not playing well. Colts running game, getting there. Frank Gore ran pretty well. Um, but and on the Jaguar side, coming off their first one of the Dolphins, they go up to New England and they give up 50 points. So I think that's more testament to how bad my Dolphins have been playing as opposed to, you know, how how, how yeah, good Jacksonville is. Yeah, which they're, you know, they're still not. Blake Bortles is still young. Their defense is still young. But their strength looked weak. Their yes. defensive line played terribly. Mm-hmm. They got lit up by Deion Lewis and um, LeGarrette Blunt, yep. And obviously Tom Brady did Tom Brady things. Um, I'll take the Colts in this one for the simple reason that they are the clear-cut better team because of the quarterback position. Andrew Luck is going to make the throws he needs to make. Um, I think that T.Y. Hilton is getting more healthy. I think that Frank Gore is getting to run the ball a bit better. And I think going home after their first win, they got their confidence back a little bit. They're responding to the criticism a little bit more. They played as bad a game as you could against the Jets. Mm -hmm. And they didn't play well in the first half last week, but they played well in the second half. I don't think Jacksonville is going to be able to keep up once Andrew Luck is able to turn it on. So I'll take the Colts, but I don't think they're going to cover 9.5 points. I don't think that defense can. Um... I mean, with my opinion, uh, I think the story of Indianapolis, uh, their season, in my opinion, their their story is going to be it's not how you start, it's how you finish because I, no one pictured Indianapolis to be this bad. This, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just no one saw him playing this poorly. Especially Andrew Luck giving up as many turnovers as he has already in the beginning the, of the season. Legitimately, the only person I saw that said he wasn't crazy about the Colts is Andrew Luck's biggest fan, Mike Francesa. He said he didn't like the line on either mm-hmm. side. He didn't like the defense or the offensive line. It's, it's, no matter what Francesa says, he's always right uh, every time. Hate um, all you want. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm going to take Indy just because they are coming off a hard-fought game in Tennessee. Tennessee playing to the Colts standard, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and, they, and, well, and, and the, Colts, be, the Colts playing down to Tennessee. They might be the kind of team that plays up to their competition. Right. Uh, you they know, play down to their competition we, when they play an inferior team. We, you know, I mean, it's, all, you can, it's only week three. We're going in the week. It's week three or week four? Uh, this is week four. This is week four. Um, so, you know, time will tell. I'm going to take Indy um, cause, because it, it's, again, clear cut. They're, they're the better team, better runners, better receivers, better quarterback. I don't know. The, that Jacksonville receiving core, Hearns and Robinson, playing pretty well. I mean, I mean like, they got a bunch of really young, uh, you know, a bunch of young guys, but I, I just think, like, overall, I think uh, Indy's wide receivers are better. And I, 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 think yeah. Mon, I think Moncrief is better than Hearns. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I like Hearns. Hearns um, is good. I think they're very similar players. Yes. But, okay, we're both in agreement on this one. Um Next game, we have the Houston Texans at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by 6.5. 
Falcons coming off another win, um, come from behind victory. The first team in NFL history, their first three wins in their first three games, all coming from fourth quarter deficits. First team, first team to ever do that. Um, win over the Cowboys where they beat Brandon Whedon, despite an efficient game from Whedon, despite that one terrible throw. That was it. Um, yeah, that was. He had a very efficient um, game. He only had six incompletions. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, well, he, he um, played well. But uh, they they played well. I, I like what I see from the Falcons' defense. They're very fast to the ball, even though they got gashed by Joseph Randall. They're very quick getting to the ball, very much like that young Seahawks defense when they first started emerging. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones look like the best quarterback wide receiver tandem in the league. Julio has the most receptions through three games in NFL history with 35, um, which is incredible. However, that is still not close to what Josh Gordon did in four games when he put up, it was, uh, I think, like, Oh, uh, dude, was it like 50 catches? Or like no, 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 the catches were, it wasn't was a catch, it was like, a yard. It was yards? a yard, receiving yards, well, he had like over 500. It was like, oh my God. It was, and during that time, he was paying the NFL to play because he yeah. was still getting fined. He was paying exactly. 150 grand a week to, to play. Exactly. So, um, on the Houston side of things, they got their first win, played an efficient game, nice game from Mallet. he made the throws he needed to, DeAndre Hopkins made the plays he needed to make, they still don't have much in the way of the running game. What seems to be working for Houston right now is the emergence of Jadavion Clowney. He's playing his ass off. Finally. They're using him the right way. They're lining him up in the middle. They're lining him up on the outside. They're switching him and J.J. Watt on and off. And he's getting off his block like I knew he could in college. Mm-hmm. So I'm finally seeing that. And for that reason, I am taking the Houston Texans in the upset in Atlanta. I think that this is the kind of come-down game for Atlanta. You can't keep coming from behind every single week. You did it to one bad team in mm-hmm. the Giants. Who did they beat week two? Um... Uh, Shit. Because uh, uh, they just beat the Cowboys, they, and then they beat the Giants when I was in New Hampshire. That was Hampshire. week one. No, when I was in New Hampshire. Okay, when whatever. No, regardless, no, anyway. Josh and Greg went to that game. Regardless. Um, no, was but week it, two. Yeah, okay. Week so, one was the Eagles. Okay. So they basically, the, their wins have, a, have two combined wins. They've, right. These teams have looked worse than they have a good, the teams they, the one, two of the teams they beat. Mm-hmm. And now that we know they beat the Cowboys without Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take Houston here. I think that they're going to be able to disrupt the questionable offensive line of Atlanta with J.J. Watt, Will Fork, and Jadavion Clowney. I think they're going to be able to keep it close enough where Ryan Mallett doesn't need to play his best game, but he just can't make mistakes. I think that you're going to see a huge game from DeAndre Hopkins and that they're going to focus on containing Julio Jones to the point where you can't let him beat him, kind of like the Giants did, Mm -hmm. but the Giants had poor clock management at the end of the game. Houston wins, and obviously they cover. Uh, I'm going to pick Atlanta just because I – I, I don't know. I I don't think Houston's offense is good enough to get it done. That's just me. It's no. That's a logical thing. That's um, why. That's why they're a near touchdown they're, favorite. But they're still um, trap game. Very getting very close. I, oh my God, Arian Foster will play this season. It's if not this week, he's going to play, play this week. week. It's not this week. I'm saying if he not it'll be next it. week. Uh, entirely possible. But, but I don't know how much Arian Foster has left. It, it's these guys hit walls and they hit them quick. Right. I mean, you could see with Marshawn Lynch. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I'm going to take Atlanta. Uh, just because I think Matt Ryan and Julio Jones is too good. It's, and it's, I, and I, I, I don't know. I think this is where we're going to find out if Devontae Freeman is real. Um, he, had, that, he had the most carries of any running back in the league last week. What do you have, 36? 35. 30, yeah, 30, 35 touches. 35 touches for a running back in today's game is He's a playmaker. Of. He's a playmaker. But I, 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 feel like this, I feel like this game, we're going to find out if he's real or not. And we're, well, not, we're not expecting I think a huge this, game. I think this will tell you a lot about Atlanta because this is the kind of game where – they, it's a trap game. It's 100% it a trap game. You know, that they were favored against Dallas last week. They almost blew it. 
Um, I picked Dallas for that reason because I thought that it, it's, early on it was going the way it was. Yeah. It's kind of hard to keep producing that magic. They haven't produced that complete victory yet, mm-hmm. that complete game. And you have to do that to prove you're in the upper echelon of teams. Well, and, I mean, if, if I may, it's the same thing with Denver and Tebow. You, you can't keep winning games within the last a, two minutes of the fourth quarter. A, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm going to take Houston here. I, get, I think they get um, their second win, and I think Atlanta takes their first loss. You're going to take Atlanta take for Atlanta. the logical reason. And Just I, because. I enjoy being an illogical person at times. You're very good uh, at it. Next game is the Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Carolina Carolina favored by three points. Carolina? Carolina. The, the Catalina wine mixer. Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> um, so Carolina's favored by three points, uh, 3-0 and right now, without their star middle linebacker, Luke Keekley. Um Cam Newton's playing the best football of his career. He's doing it without much of a running game, without much in the name of wide receivers, making Ted Ginn look like he can do something other than drop the ball. Uh-huh. Um, their defense is still playing great. They just traded for Jared Allen. Although he's not the player he once was, he will add to the pass rush in the absence of Charles he's, Johnson. He's also very, 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 very big veteran presence on that defense. Good leadership. Which is something that they need. Exactly. And with Ron Rivera, who is a great defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. being the head coach, he will probably get more out of um, Jared Allen than they did in Chicago when they tried making him an outside oh, linebacker. Fucking, yeah, linebacker. Um, and a strong side linebacker nonetheless, which yeah. is dumb. Uh-huh. So, um, as far as Tampa Bay goes, they lost a tough one to Houston. I thought Jameis Winston played a decent game. Uh, I saw some nice things from him. I'm still a big fan of his. Uh, Mike Evans, iffy. Vincent Jackson, iffy as far as health. Doug Martin does not look like... I think that we can rest our case on Doug Martin ever emerging like we saw his rookie year yeah. when he had near 2,000 all-purpose yards. He, 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 he was our Cadillac Williams, basically. Same thing. Cat, you know what? But The thing was, Cadillac, he had a few good games and he got hurt. That rookie season that he had, Doug Martin, was incredible. It was. It was truly incredible, and he stayed healthy and then just hasn't been the same since. That's when you go to Boise State and you play in the NFL. (laughs) It's true. Um, So, in this one, I think it's pretty clear that Carolina's the better team. I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop and see that their offensive deficiencies show up, and that could be this game. You're playing on the road, divisional rival, you got off to a start not many people expected. It could be this game, but I don't think it's going to be. I think that Cam Newton is playing such smart, efficient football. He's taking care of the football. His pocket presence looks better than ever. He's taking that next step into that tier of top 10 quarterbacks, not just for fantasy purposes no, as well. Just like in the league. So I think that they're going to be able to frustrate. I think that Ron Rivera is great with rookie quarterbacks. He's going to attack James Winston into some of those mistakes, and that's going to ultimately bury Tampa Bay early on, and then Carolina will be able to take over. So I'll take Carolina, and I think they'll cover the three points as well. Uh, I completely agree. Um, just to talk about, like again, Cam Newton. Cam Newton's it's not even remotely close. Anyone who's like hotter right now, who's making these no-name receivers look excellent. Yeah. He's, he's not. He's not even Kelvin Benjamin. He lost before, before the season season started. He's making them look excellent. He's making them look acceptable and passable as NFL wide receivers. Right. Which is it's hard to do when it's guys that it, a bust and um, Ted Ginn. Um, what Funches is the other one? Yeah, Funches. And he, who, who's okay? But they obviously, he has an all-pro tight end in Greg Olson. Yes, but like I, you know, like good I said, safety net to have. Oh yeah, but it's just you know, I, I, it's all about Carolina in this one. Tampa Bay is too. Um, James Winston too is, is too young, and the loss of Austin Safarian Jenkins is gonna and that hurt, was his safety net. Is gonna is gonna hurt that offense Absolutely. as well. So Absolutely. and he's so. gone for another four weeks, I think. Exactly. So. Yeah. All right, next game is New York Giants at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo favored, favored by five and a half points. Buffalo coming off that dominating victory over the Dolphins. Where um, I actually heard Rex Ryan on the radio earlier with Francesa. He made a good point. Um, in the game against the Patriots two weeks ago, they 
got blown out early on. And then they battled back in the fourth quarter, and they, they played well in the fourth. And he said that, I feel like my team kind of woke up in the fourth quarter. Um, that And we continued that into that game. And that could very well be the case. We know there's very few coaches better at motivating their team than Rex Ryan. Mm-hmm. So that could have very well been the case here. Now, um, they, they look great. Tyrod Taylor looked great. Carlos Williams looks great as a rookie running back. Um, they lost Sammy Watkins. He's not playing, probably. LaShawn McCoy's not playing, probably. Mm-hmm. But that defensive front is disgusting. And they're going to be playing the Giants, who they thought they were getting Victor Cruz back this week. They're not getting Victor Cruz back this week. Um, the calf tightened up. I feel bad for Victor. He came back from this injury a lot quicker than people expected, but he may have rushed it a little bit. Um, this is the kind of game where I see Eli making big mistakes. I think that pass rush in Buffalo is going to be too much with that questionable offensive line. I think that if they can't run the ball, they're going to be in a world of hurt. And I don't think they're going to have a lot of success running the ball. Uh, I think this game is going to come down to if Eli can limit the mistakes. He's only he's one of three quarterbacks right now that hasn't thrown an interception this year. Aaron Rodgers, Eli Manning, and Tom Brady. But this is a different animal you're facing up in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, you're going to be forced to get the ball away a lot quicker. Get the op- the idea of just l- lugging it up there to Odell Beckham, it's going to be a lot harder because you're not going to have that box to step up into. Nope. Um, and the passing windows are going to be tighter because you have to get rid of it quicker, mm-hmm. and that's when Eli Manning struggles. So I'm going to take Buffalo here, and I'm going to take him to cover the points. I think this one's going to be at least like a 13-14 to 14 point victory for Buffalo. Buffalo is going to win it handily. That, def- that defense is too disgusting. And, for all, and all the Giants really have is one true playmaker on that offense. Honestly, Odell Beckham. Although I think they need to unleash Andre Williams a little more. Yes, he should get Rashad Jennings. Just out run of him up the middle. Rashad Jennings, I like as a pass catcher. But what I'm saying, but I agree with you with Andre Williams and Shane Vereen, not Rashad Jennings. Keep, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, exactly. But um, but that defensive line is too good. Jerry Hughes, Marcel Darius, Kyle Williams, and Mario Williams. That's that's, that's it's not happening. That's no, the most ridiculous. You're lucky to have those players in a rotation. Like at one of those guys, you're lucky to have two of those guys on a line, and the rest, you know, you get decent players. But those have, are four. Pro Bowl caliber players on the same line. That, that, it's unheard of. That will start in the AFC Pro Bowl. You Probably know what I mean? You know rate, what I mean? Yeah. Honestly. Um, but the defense is too good. Tyrod Taylor is good at not making too many mistakes. When he, but it's, it's, he shows when he tries to make a play, he throws a yeah, pick. Yeah, absolutely. But again, just don't turn the ball over. Hand it but to they're, Carlos not, they're not facing the Patriots. They're not facing Bill Belichick. Exactly. They don't... The the. Giants don't have the pass rushers to frustrate him and flush him at the pocket into a big throw. And I, I love, I think Prince of Mukamara is awesome. I think he's a very good corner when he's healthy. But it doesn't matter when they they're going to be attacking the middle of the field more. So I think he's a very overrated corner. But well, I he played a great game last week against. He was great last week. That was the kind of that's what I expect from Prince of Mukamara. But the thing is, he'll show up and then he'll disappear. That's for the thing, weeks. and he gets hurt. And yes. he gets hurt. So, so. it's not going to make a difference. Buffalo wins this one uh-huh. Uh, handily. Uh huh. All right, next game, the Oakland Raiders at the Chicago Bears. This is history right here. This is the first time in 27 games the Oakland Raiders are favored to win a game, which means they have pulled off upsets at least like four or five times. In the last um, 10 years. Now they're going to be going into Chicago to face the either Jay Cutler-led or he practice this week or Jimmy the Claus. Jimmy Clausen-led uh, Chicago Bears who did something that's very rare in NFL history. On all 10 of their offensive possessions, they punted each time, even in the fourth quarter when they were trailing. That's right. They punted. They said that on NFL That's the John Fox I hate, that conservative John Fox. Yeah. Um, obviously, all Chicago really has is Matt Forte right now and Martellus Bennett. Alshon Jeffrey's still nursing an injury. Eddie Royal's not 100%. That's really all they have. Mm-hmm. 
So they're going to be welcoming Oakland, who's playing very well right now. They played their best game of the season this past week. Uh, granted, you know it was against what's uh, Cleveland. It was Tampa Bay. Oh no, 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 it, no, it was Cleveland. Cleveland. Was Cleveland right. Um, and Josh McCown. And but Derek Carr played his best game of the season. They get that running game going. Khalil Mack looks like the animal that he is. And now they're going to be facing the Chicago team, which right now I think they're prepping to tank the season. Talks about trading Matt Forte, trading Alshon Jeffrey, which I think is a little silly when those two are pieces you build around. Maybe not Forte, but Alshon yeah. you build around. Forte's I would be trading older. Martellus Bennett. He's a veteran tight end who's known to be a locker room headache. Uh-huh. With a young team, he's probably going to get frustrated. I'd trade him. That, that, Regardless, yeah. they're facing a poor defense, a poor offense, a team that's rebuilding. And John Fox is the right guy to try and rebuild a team as well, I oh, believe. Absolutely. So... In this one, Oakland should absolutely win. They should absolutely dominate. I think Jack Del Rio is going to come in, punch him in the throat. He's going to try going out early, mm-hmm. try getting some deep bombs to Amari Cooper, and I think they're going to run this score up quick and then probably bring in their backups. Uh, Oakland wins this one, and Oakland covers. I think Oakland wins, I, I, and I think we're going to see another big game from uh, from uh, Latavius Murray. That's yeah. his name? Yeah. Because I, I get him fucking confused with that dude from Pittsburgh that's also Martavius uh, Bryant. Bryant. Like, just, okay. It's but, just silly black names. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Latavius Murray's going to have another big game. God, um, someone um, cried to me about being racist because they're silly black names. If you find me the white guy named Martavius or Latavius, what is it? Latavius Murray Latavius, and Martavius yeah. Bryant. If you find me the black guy with those names, I or the white guy with white those guy. names, I will adopt him as my child. I'll have gay sex with him. Okay. So All right, next game. That's the, uh, we have the Philadelphia Oakland. Yes. Yeah, Oakland. We have the Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Redskins. Philadelphia 3-point favorites right now. Philly. Washington uh, playing a terrible game this past week oh, again. Kirk Cousins looks as bad as he is. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has as many career interceptions as Jamarcus Russell on 186 less pass attempts. Let's see. Uh, Think about that. How Jamarcus Russell played legitimately two years in the league. On, he has 186 less pass attempts, and he has as many interceptions. Kirk as Cousins has played. This is his third year. Third year. Oh no, fourth year. But he didn't start his rookie year. Regardless, until, yeah. So think about that. That that's an incredible stat. When people think about how people, many people touted. Oh my god, dude! The, 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 Jamarcus Russell was the biggest draft bust of all time. Him and Ryan Leaf. Yeah. Him and Ryan Leaf. Yeah. Like, and it, like, and he's oh statistically God. worse than Jamarcus Russell. And he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't mean. Exactly. But just, take RG3 off inactive. Just, just do let it. RG3 roll with him. Maybe you catch you lightning. And maybe he's so pissed off that he plays well. You know? Or let Colt McCoy play. Colt McCoy didn't play bad last year. No, he year. didn't. He played all right. Yeah. So, Philadelphia got their first win in the season. Um, they beat the Jets. Played a nice game. Huge game from Darren Sproles. Enormous game. I love their offensive game plan, the way they used Darren Sproles. Defensively, they did some nice things. They were Greatly aided by that Brandon Marshall lateral attempt when he he called the what dumbest. A, what a fucking idiot! You know, like, oh my that, god! Listen, I, I get what he was trying to do, but that's the wrong time to do it. You're not Randy Moss. You no. can't make that play. Exactly. But in this one, uh, Washington, they're an incredibly inferior team, although yes. I think their offensive and defensive lines were underrated coming into the season. Kirk Cousins is truly awful. They still don't have Deshaun Jackson. What? <laughs> I just, it's just so funny. You keep, he, truly awful. It's just like such a funny – I don't know why I think it's so funny. It's a funny okay, state. Okay, terrific. Um, and so, <laughs> so Philly here, I think they finally are getting into rhythm. I think they seem a little confident right now. They got that – the, the Schneid off, they seem to be playing better. Although it was, you know, the Jets, and they, like I called that a trap game last week, even yeah. though I picked the Jets. Um, Philly, they're just too talented overall compared to Washington. As long as Bradford doesn't make mistakes and they hold on to the ball and they block well, they'll win this one and they'll cover the three points. Um, 
I'm gonna, t- uh, you know, yeah, I'm gonna take Philly just because Philly's a better team. Shout out Ryan Matthews for showing up last week. Yeah, thank you. That helped God. you out great in fantasy. Oh my God! And I, th- I do think they'll be without Demarco Murray again. Yes. Um, they really got to get um Jordan Matthews and Nelson Aguilar involved more because Aguilar, if you can get the ball in his e- hands, even Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is a good tight end because you don't, yeah. you don't, they don't have Brent Selleck anymore. If exactly, I remember correctly, they don't. So. So, um, but I, I think that off, that offense will, will figure it out. But Chip Kelly is not a genius, so shut the fuck up about no. that. But also, I really think um, if Washington really wants to win this game, they're gonna need they're gonna really need to unleash Matt Jones. That dude is incredible. Yeah, he's gonna start taking over on the carries, which is kind of sucks for Alfred Morris because he's done nothing wrong. Alfred um, Morris has not but worked his ass off his entire career been a great up, power up to back. this point. Yeah, yeah, he's done nothing wrong. So I mean. And he's a free agent at the end of the year. Yeah, uh, look for Alfred Morris to leave. Oh, he's going to leave. Well, actually, that depends because we don't know what the head coaching situation will be. So, regardless, we're both taking Philly here. Yes. Next game, Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are four-point favorites. Um, Cincinnati coming off that win over, excuse me, over Baltimore. A huge game. Huge game from Andy Dalton and Julio or Julio, AJ Green, as we discussed. I don't really know what's going on with Jeremy Hill. Um, they're relying on Gio Bernard a lot more. Fine Honestly, the way they're using Jeremy Hill right now and how poorly he started out, besides that monster week one, isn't much different than how Doug Martin was in his second season in the league. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Daniel Murphy just hit a double. Yeah, he just scored or single. Him. They scored. They drove in a run. Or yeah, they called foul. Oh, they call- All right, well. Okay, going on. Um, so, I don't really know, but Gio Bernard is a very good back of that. People forget how good Gio Bernard's rookie year was. The way oh. he used him, he was awesome. When he had that one run where he Against ran the Dolphins on Monday Night to Football. Left, then he no, turned he, around, went he to ran the right. right. He ran right. Left, back, right, then back, left. Then back, yeah. Yeah, it was on Monday Night Football against the Dolphins on Halloween. Um, I know, I remember random things and dates. But that's not random. They played the Miami Dolphins. I would remember that, too. On a Halloween Monday Night Football. Because I remember I, I was remember wearing that. the horse mask, the UFC belt, and the Batman feety pajamas. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, going on, um, they're playing Kansas City, coming off a blowout loss to Green Bay. Um, I know they put up 28 points. Didn't look like 28 points. They got destroyed. Um, Alex Smith, it, his deficiencies are really starting to show because all he's doing is throwing 5, 10 yards down the field. Uh, people pointing out, well, they lead the league in yards after the catch. Yeah, and Alex Smith team is always going to do that. He doesn't throw the ball down the field. No. So safeties and corners can play closer. They don't need to play back. He, they don't give cushion to receivers. Alex Smith won't throw a bomb unless there's no one within 20 yards of the receiver. Exactly, unless it's a completely busted coverage, uh-huh. a miscommunication between the safety and corner. Right. And it's starting to show. Jamal Charles is playing like Jamal Charles. Travis Kelsey's playing like Travis Kelsey. They broke the streak, one of the best streaks in football. They finally got a, wide, a touchdown from a wide receiver with a huge game from Jeremy Macklin. But it was a hu- it was like a garbage time kind of huge game because he didn't help them at all when it mattered. Nope. I agree that they're playing Aaron Rodgers, they're playing the Packers, they're and that they're Packers they're defense is playing very well, which very we'll get good. to. Yes. But in this game, I think Kansas City, they're, they're, you're starting to see the teams that are contenders and pretenders, and I think Kansas City's a pretender. I think that... The, the mismanagement, the clock management that is very poor in Andy Reid is going to show in a game like this, and I've constantly been critical about that with him since Philly. No one could get on me for it, and Philly, that's why he got fired. Poor clock management, poor development of his wide receivers, and that's continuing here. And Alex Smith is a good quarterback, but he's never going to elevate your team that much. Mm-hmm. So it's going to show in this game when they have to put up points after A.J. Green starts to take over. Um, I think they're getting Sean Smith back this week, which should be a boost. But well, he was suspended. As, yeah, suspended. Yeah. As long as Andy Dalton stays away from the mistakes, they win this game. I'll take Cincinnati and I'll take him to cover. I hate picking the favorite every single time, but like every single favorite that we've gone over so far hasn't given me a reason well, that's to not why, pick them. That's why 
just explaining, he's not Taylor's not particularly familiar with point spreads. There's always at least three upsets a week based on the spread. So you have to pick ones, even if you're not caught. Why do you think I picked Houston? That's a big spread to take. No, but that's, well. So you have to go go a little outside the box. I look at trap games here. This one is a trap game in theory. Cincinnati's three and zero. They had a huge victory over a division rival. Yeah. So the emotionals are, emotions are high. You might not be as geared up for this game. Yeah. But I think they're significantly better than Kansas City. Well, I mean, I do too. Yeah. I, I think that offense is way too good, and mm-hmm. it's playing way too good. Uh, the defense is playing well. It's not playing great. Just. But it's playing well, mm-hmm. um, and Andy Dalton's not making any mistakes. He, he's get, he's putting the ball where it should be. He's turned, and he's into, letting, a, he's turned into a fantasy dynamo again, and he's letting yeah forty points on my bench, and yeah. he, he's <laughs> he's letting his playmakers make the plays. He's just getting the ball in their hands. So I feel like he's matured in that aspect. Kansas City's defense they have two great play they have two great players in Justin Houston and that kid from Washington Mark Peters mm-hmm. I think his yep. name awesome. Um, but I think this offense is going to be too much. Cincinnati's yeah. going to win this handedly. I agree. Uh, next game, we have the Cleveland Browns at the San Diego Chargers. Chargers 7.5-point favorites. Uh, this is another game where the Chargers are going to emerge as a contender or a pretender because they should absolutely win this game. Uh, I still don't know why the Browns are sticking with Josh McCowan. I know he didn't have a terrible second half, but he had a horrible first half um, against the Raiders last week. Uh, Cleveland, I just don't know. I, like I said, they deserve to lose every game after benching Johnny Manziel after his great Week 2 performance. And in this one, I think the Chargers have played as poorly as they possibly could the past two weeks. I don't think they're this bad. I don't think they're particularly great either. But I do believe they are significantly better than Cleveland. Um, I think you're going to have another huge game from Keenan Allen, who's off to a hot start despite a bad week two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, the Chargers will win this one. I don't need to spend too much time on it. I don't really know what Cleveland can do to win this one. Um, they, I would say start Johnny Manziel, you have a better chance. But they're not going to do that unless McCown gets hurt again. So the, I think Philip Rivers is going to control the pace of the game, control the offense, limit mistakes, um, and 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 particularly on Cleveland side of things, Joe Hayden's off to a tough start this year. hasn't played um, what we know he's capable of. Oh, go go go! Free run, Jack Daniel Murphy. There we go. Let's lock up home field. Go on. Um, I just totally lost my train of thought. But um, I, actually, no, I was going to say that Joe Hayden got burned by Amari Cooper when they played. Yeah, absolutely burned. Like just like destroyed. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but it, it, it's it's San Diego. Um, San Diego's going to win because Cleveland's got all the wrong things going for it right now. That's just about it. All right. So we're in agreement there. Um, next game, this is the second biggest spread of the week. The Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. Green Bay's favored by 8.5 points. I think the only reason it's not as high as it should be is because Colin Kaepernick has owned the Green Bay Packers. But that was the John Harbaugh-led Colin Kaepernick, not the Jim Tom Sula-led Colin Kaepernick, the who fuck, had the fucking gym teacher. Colin Kaepernick had one of the worst games you could ever see, and even um, Honey Badger Tyron Mathow said after the game they simplified their offense so much. And with a guy like Colin Kaepernick, you shouldn't simplify it. He's best when he can improvise a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And not that I, I I like Kaepernick. I know he's not as bad as he played last week, but I think he's regressing at this point based on all the change that he's had to go through. Um, Green Bay's fired on all cylinders. Aaron Rodgers is playing. The position as well as you could play it. I, I don't know what else you could say about the guy. He makes the hard throws look easy. Um, it, it's it's incredible when when he, <laughs> he makes he, they sign James Jones off the street. And yeah. he makes him look like a like an all star. He's on pace for twenty one touchdowns right now. That's ridiculous. It, it's incredible. He's just a touchdown machine. It's oh. so. 
I don't think this one needs to spend much time on. San Francisco can't do anything right despite their very good week one, which I think we can attribute more to the Vikings playing poorly than the 49ers playing well. Yes. I don't think they have the playmakers on any side of the ball besides Carlos Hyde to do much of anything. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to put up another three, four touchdowns, not th- not have another, he's not going to have a turnover. I think you're going to finally have a good game from Eddie Lacy, and uh, they're going to win this one going away. They'll cover the eight and a half points. Uh, Green Bay wins. Green Bay's too good. Uh, San Francisco gone through so much stuff this offseason, so much transition, lost so many key players that this season was doomed before it even started, in my opinion, um, that Green Bay is going to win this handily, and San Francisco really has to figure it out. Yeah, I I think the only thing to figure out is that it's rebuild time. It should have been this offseason, but you didn't expect these guys to retire. You didn't didn't expect both your starting starting linebackers to retire. Your offensive lineman to retire. One offensive lineman to retire. Was it Anthony Davis that retired? Anthony Davis retired, Justin Smith retired, and then Mike uh, Itupati went to the fucking Cardinals. That's right. They lost so many key players. So we're in agreement on this one. Uh, next game is the one that's close to you. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Denver Broncos. Broncos favored by six and a half points, which I guess is a little high considering the Vikings are two and one. Very high. Um, but it's home where the Broncos always play better. They always play better there. Peyton Manning historically has played better there as well. And I think that you're finally starting to see Peyton. The reins come off him a little bit. It doesn't help that the running game's not really going. But the thing that's working for the Broncos is that defense. That defense, um, the, way, the Wade Phillips defense. They are at the ball. They're right there. DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller are the two highest-rated pass rushers in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Usually you're lucky if you have two players in the top ten rated at pass rush, but you have two on the same line, yep. and they're one and two nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty clear that um, the Broncos are trying to win the same way they won with John Elway his last two years, and Elway's realizing that. You do it with defense. You want to run the ball, which is why you brought in Kubiak. It's not working. And the thing that they're letting Peyton do more that he did last week was they let him run out of the pistol most of the time, which is where he's most comfortable. Yeah. Um, obviously, Demarius Thomas is an animal. Emmanuel Sanders is incredible. And um, they are tr- they need to get the tight end involved a little, a little bit more. I think that's when Peyton's most comfortable. Yeah. Virgil Green has played decently. Virgil Green's limited- played all right, and Owen Daniels hasn't played bad either. No, it's just, it's just they need to get a rhythm going, I yeah. guess. But that's a lot of that. Uh, he always used his tight ends based on how his running game went, and that's mm-hmm. how the Kubiak system runs. If they mm-hmm. can't get the running game going, what does it mean? Um, C.J. Anderson's the biggest fantasy bust in the league right now, taken at the back end of the first round for most people. He needs to get going. Although Ronnie Hillman has ran well in limited opportunities. He has. On the Viking side of things, they got to win a big win over the Chargers. They won much bigger than I expected. Biggest game of Adrian Peters, for Adrian Peterson since his return. Mm-hmm. Looked like the AP old. Um, they still haven't gotten Mike Wallace going. I don't know if they will because his... His what skill he does, set. his skill set matches up the same way with Teddy Bridgewater as it did with Ryan Tannehill. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't throw a great deep ball. He's not great on the broken plays. That's the same thing as Ryan Tannehill. People wanted to point out how good Teddy was at throwing the deep balls rookie year. I could have shown you the same thing with Tannehill's rookie year. Yep. You have to look at the deep ball in perspective to their actual skill set. Ben Roethlisberger is the best deep ball thrower in the league on broken plays. Mike Wallace is a broken play wide receiver. He's not going to adjust well on slants, which is what Nerve Turner wants to run. Mm-hmm. So in this game, because of that, the Broncos should win. I think they're going to get another few other turnovers. So if you have their defense in fantasy, you are happy. I think uh, what's his name? Bradley Roby. Yeah, um, Bradley Roby. He, quarterbacks are their QB rating thrown at him is sixteen point seven. That is unbelievable, and I think he's going to have another huge game because that's where Teddy Bridgewater likes attacking. And obviously, you have Akeem Talib and Chris Harris who are out of their minds. Um, I think that I think the Broncos win this one. Although the spread's a little high, I think they cover it. Uh, I think Denver's going to win. I don't think they're going to cover the spread. 
Um, I think that, again, the, the defense is going to win the game. The defense is going to carry us throughout the season unless Kubiak lets Peyton be Peyton. I don't think that's going to happen because Kubiak has said. But he, it could help keep Peyton healthy too and save those bullets for the postseason. Right, but Kubiak has said he's committed to his playbook no matter what happens, no matter who the quarterback is. And I admire that, but I don't as you have the, one of the best to ever play the game. But regardless. Peyton deserves a little more credit to do what he wants. Exactly. You know, he's, he's been doing it for 18 years. He's Let him pretty much an it. offensive coordinator. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, just look, at, he got Adam Gase hired in Chicago. Yeah. Um, but well, John Fox just took him with him. It's theory. the same thing. Yeah. But uh, I would say that defense is too good. It's the best defense I've seen in a very long time. Um, even Shane. Okay. Even Shane Ray is playing well. Yeah. Um, very well. It's it, it's good. He's in a good situation to rotate. Oh my god! And to learn from two of the best in the game right now, it's it's a very good thing. So. I would have to say it's Denver. Denver's going to win. Yeah. I'm not happy about it because I think AP's going to go off, but he's good for at least two fumbles in this game. Oh, that's what I, that's yeah, what I he, think. he does look like old AP when it comes yep. to the fumbles. Um, all right, so we're in agreement there. Next game, St. Louis Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, seven-point favorites at home. Very well should be as well. The Cardinals may be the most complete team in the league between what they can do on defense, what they can do on offense, and the very quality special teams, and arguably the most effective coach in the league right now, Bruce Arians. What he's able to do is truly incredible. Rams, after that nice week one upset over the Seahawks, haven't looked very good at all. Um, they, I think it's more, once again, an indictment of how poorly the Seahawks may actually be constructed this year as opposed to how good the Rams are despite that incredibly talented defensive line. They don't have a great offensive line. They don't have great quarterback play, and they don't have great wide receivers. And that is starting to show for them. And in this game, it will show as well because that Cardinals defense is entirely too talented. On offense, they do too many good things with the ball. They don't make mistakes. Larry Fitzgerald looks like Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, I, yeah, I love I'm, how he's I'm so happy for him because he deserves it. He, he He's at his best when he has Carson Palmer healthy. And as long as they can keep Carson Palmer healthy, they should roll this division. They should go out to like a 13-3, and 14-2 type record. I was going to say, just, just, looking, just looking at, the, uh, at the, the schedule right now, it's, it's an easy 12-win season. Easy. It should be, yeah. 13 if, if you count a close game in Green Bay. They, they um, should. They're that's probably about lose, it. They'll probably lose in Seattle. Right. Exactly. But, but that's the only thing I could really think of. I mean... But like, okay, the first three wins of the season so far have been. I wouldn't. The first one wasn't a blowout, but the last two games were absolute blowouts. Yeah. Um, and I think this is going to be one and the same. Yeah. Cardinals are going to win this. They're playing the Rams. Then they're going to play. Just the Cardinals are the best team in the NFL yeah. right now. I agree. It's not even remotely close. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and not to mention Larry Fitzgerald's back. Chris Johnson looks like Chris. Chris Johnson, Johnson looks great. That's Bruce um, Arians. It's. it's I know someone who personally played for Bruce for Bruce Arians back in the day when he was coaching. He was the D line coach at Penn State. Back oh, so in the he day. worked with Jerry Sandusky a lot. Well, he worked with Jerry Sandusky a lot. Not a lot, but he was there. I'm so not a raper. That I'm not a raper. So okay. I don't know. But regardless, that he said that Bruce Arians was again. It, it, all the players loved him, and no matter what he did, he could do no wrong. And, and, you, that's, and you played and that's your, continued. And you and you, it, it could tell Arizona was an okay team. BA shows up and just they're fucking amazing. 10 6 is first year, even though they didn't make the playoffs. And, and then they go to the playoffs last year with Ryan fucking Lindley. Like, yeah, and they, they almost won a game on the road where they punted nine times. Like, it's crazy. It's, 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 Arizona's for real, and they've shown it the last two years. And they deserve it. And they absolutely do deserve it. Awesome. It's a so we're, we're in agreement mm-hmm. here. All right, next game. We have the Monday night game, and I almost wish they could flex out Monday night games because this is a horseshit game featuring two backup quarterbacks. This is bullshit. The Dallas Cowboys at the New Orleans Saints. Saints are four-point favorites, probably just because it's in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, 
But really, this one is just not a good game. I'm honestly probably not going to watch this one. If I do, it's for my friend Jeffrey, who is the biggest Saints fan is, I know. Is this Sunday night or Monday uh, night? This is Sunday night game. Oh, if it was Monday night, we're definitely not watching it. Yeah, no, because wrestling's on, obviously, yeah. and we're adults and we watch wrestling. Yes. Um, But in this one, so we have the battle of Luke McCown, <laughs> who didn't play bad last week. He no, did he not didn't. play poorly against Brandon Whedon, who also Those did not play poorly. stupid fucking Verizon commercials. Oh, and, now he's finally starting. Now he's actually starting. So... I, I think in this one, I think the Saints will get their first win. Um, I think that the the crowd noise in New Orleans is going to be a little too much. Oh, is that Michael Conforto? I think so. Michael Conforto, opposite field jack, two-run home run. This is the top of the first inning. This is my rookie, my rookie left fielder, Michael Conforto. First-round pick last year in the minors this season. Only one year in the minors, and he's already hit ten home runs in the majors. Let me go on now. Uh, <laughs> um, to say, I think that for Brandon Whedon playing in... That in New Orleans is going to be a little too much. I think that Sean Payton, he didn't have a bad game plan last week. They actually played pretty well. It came down to a red zone interception for Luke McCown. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can get the running game going a little bit, they'll be pretty good. They'll be pretty good. The problem is, will they be able to frustrate Brandon Whedon into mistakes? Because the defensive line there isn't great in New Orleans. The offensive line in Dallas is incredible. Zach Martin is the only offensive lineman in the league right now that has not allowed a pressure, a quarterback pressure, which is incredible. But I think that they can do enough here. Um, I think that Brandon Cooks is going to have a very big game. They've been waiting for him to have his big. Oh, they already took out the pitcher. Hasn't even got. He got two outs. Um, he got two outs in the first inning. Yeah. So point two innings. So I think that if they can get Brandon Cooks to have that big game right here, and there's still a possibility that Drew Brees plays. He said he feels good, but I think they'll give him one more week as well. They should. So, but I do like the Saints here. I don't think they're going to cover. I think it'll be a close, low-scoring affair. Uh, I finally am going to disagree with you. I really think Dallas is going to win this. Um, their offensive line is too good. Uh, that running game, even though the running backs aren't great, Randall played well last. They week. look awesome behind that offensive line. Yep. So the I Legion think of Room, the Legion, oh, which is which is a god, which is such a douchey name. Yeah, like could like, you just come up with your own original name, not do a play in the Legion just, of Boom, or, or just like oh, you know, where the. Dallas Cowboys offensive. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's all you are. You are the guys are the most important piece to your team. You should be like the no-name defense the Dolphins had it back sh- in the day. It should be. It should be fine. You should be like Un- the Broncos. Heroes. You should be like the 1999 Broncos. You refuse to talk to the media. You refuse to do anything. All you do is talk to the five Un- of you and your coach. That's Un- it. Unheralded, disgustingly good offensive line. Legion of Room sucks, but go on. Right. Um, but, again, I think the running game is going to be too much for New Orleans, even though, even though Dallas is playing in New Orleans. Um, I think Brandon Whedon – I think Jason Garrett is making – Brandon Whedon uh, confident. Um, he's making throws that he's accustomed to make, and he's not trying to. He's not really making any well, mistakes. But at the same time, I, I think that New Orleans could possibly force Brandon Whedon to do some things that he's not used to. Well, but if they put up points early and a lot. Yeah, that's what's going to happen because you have right. to take the reins off. You're going to have to throw the ball a bit more. So New Orleans right. has to score early. So they have to put the pressure on Brandon Whedon early. But I think at the end of the day, the, the exact opposite. Dallas is going to want to put score early to put the pressure on Luke McCown. Exactly, so, but I, I, like I said, I, I think that the the Dallas uh, Dallas's running game is going to be too too much for New Orleans, and Dallas is going to win this. All right, so we're in disagreement so, on this one. Finally, um, all right. So uh, next game is the Monday night game: the Detroit Lions at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle saved, uh, favored by nine and a half points, so this is tied for the biggest spread of the week. Um, Lions 0-3 right now. Seattle got their first win. Got Jimmy Graham a little more involved. Still don't have Marshawn Lynch. Don't know when he'll be back. Um, I, I think it's pretty clear Seattle should win this one. Uh, they, their defense looked revitalized with Cam Chancellor back. Granted, they were playing Jimmy Clausen and the Bears. Yes. Regardless, it was clear he made a big difference because they weren't able to move the ball. 
Um, and they should win this one. The, the Lions just, unfortunately, don't seem to be firing on all cylinders anywhere. On offense or defense, the play calling is questionable. You can't get Golden Tate and Calvin Johnson involved like you did last year. Some of that falls on Matthew Stafford. Some of that falls on his offensive line, not giving him time. A lot of it falls, I think a lot of it falls on Jim Caldwell, too. Jim Caldwell and the play calling of, um, um, Lombardi, whatever his first name is. Uh, um, Mike Lombardi? Yeah, Mike Lombardi. Is that the guy that was on, like, NFL Network? No, no, like, different Lombardi. Um, Lombardo. But, um, but yeah, so... I think that unfortunately the Lions right now are in a, a rock and a hard place. I don't think they're as bad as their 0-4 record will indicate. I don't think they're as good as they were last year because they lost too many key pieces. So in this one, um, Seattle, what they need to do is clearly don't turn the ball over. It, it comes down to that pretty much. Um, if you turn the ball over in your own stadium, you know, you're going to give that momentum in a short field to Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate. Yep. Um, the, for, this, for Detroit, they need to get Amir Abdullah involved. You get the ball in Amir Abdullah's hands and things happen. But it's going to be a lot harder in Seattle. Um, I think that they'll be able to force Matthew Stafford into some bad throws. I think they're going to focus big time on using the pass rush to frustrate him into bad throws. And uh, they'll be able to move the ball despite the lack of Marshall Lynch. So I will take Seattle. I don't think they'll cover the nine and a half, though. Uh, I completely agree. Um, I think that the undrafted rookie they got, Rawls, is actually a very good player. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're finally getting Jimmy Graham involved, getting him in the space, and you know, uh, utilizing the mismatches finally. So I, I think the Seattle's Seattle's offense is coming around. Um, it's too much for Detroit. Detroit's not really that good of a team. Um, I mean, even though Calvin Johnson is still Calvin Johnson, he's not Calvin Johnson. If you follow what I'm saying, yeah. you know what I mean. He's not. The, he's not the same guy that put up near 2,000 yards a few years ago. He's exactly. Not. So I mean, he's still a freak, and he, he's still a thousand yard receiver. He's still a top shelf receiver. But but but, but, he, but he's he's not he's not four three fast anymore. He's maybe four five. No four four. He's still a four four. But which is still but, the stupid fast. Exactly. Yeah. But, and he's still a physical presence, but he's not. He's clearly not the same Calvin Johnson. I could, you could argue, he's not a top five receiver at this point. No, he's um, not. You put Odell above him. You put Julio, Antonio Brown. Um, and, I wouldn't put Odell just because I think Odell. No, no he's playing. That's he, just me. He, I, but after what he did, he's the, his first sixteen games of his career are not even other impressive. He's played better since he came into the league than Calvin Johnson has in that time. That's that's just I just personally that's just the thing. I don't know. But regardless, um, Seattle wins. Seattle's too good. Detroit's exactly. got too many question marks and too much shit going wrong for them right now. I agree. All right, so those are our picks for the week. I want to get into the Q and A. Got a bunch of them this week. Um, first question that's some, that's some good ones. Um, is what is your take on the Bryce Harper Jonathan Papelbon situation? Uh, my opinion is that Jonathan Papelbon was in the wrong here. Should Bryce Harper have hustled it out? Sure. It's the team's eliminated. He's your MVP. He's the league MVP. Uh, he, I, I'm not a Bryce Harper fan, but he busts his ass every single game. He runs everything out. He sure he has an attitude. He's a young kid. He'll learn in time. But Jonathan Papelbon, you're a closer. You've pitched maybe 20 games for the Nationals. You came over in a trade. You pitch maybe 60 games a year. Who the fuck are you to tell someone who plays, who's played over 1,200 innings this year, that he should be playing? His hardest every single time as you're standing on the top of the dugout, as you were someone in Boston that was accused of eating fried chicken and drinking beer in the clubhouse. Who the fuck are you to do that and then lay your hands on the kid because he didn't like what you had to say? Now this all comes down to a manifestation of the Washington Nationals and all the issues they had after, before and after the Papamon trade, which I read this incredible article today about how bad it really is for them. Um, so you should uh, definitely take a look at that if you haven't read it. But Bryce Harper is not in the wrong here. Should he have hustled it out? Sure. But he doesn't do it every play. He's putting up a historic season for a player his age. And not just a player his age, a player in general. The numbers he's putting up, especially when it comes to things like on-base plus slugging, on-base percentage, have been done since Barry Bonds. 
So it's truly incredible. So he should not get any flack for that. But Jonathan Papelbon, um, I, the best thing I heard is that he just bought a house in D.C. two weeks ago. There's no way he's on the team next year. No, I, I, I don't know too much about these. I, I just know that Papelbon was a closer for the Red Sox, and he was awesome for the Red Sox. He's still a good closer. And Bryce Harper, and he was a shit closer for the Phillies. But no, he didn't even, dude, he was, he's their... He's their all-time saves leader. Jonathan Papelbon is their all-time saves leader. How? How does that make any sense? Brad Lidge was better. No, but Brad Lidge had one good year, 2008. He was We're, perfect that year, and he was terrible the next year. Oh, my God. Well, regardless, um, really, in the yeah. whole, for the franchise, I've, I've some, I kind of want to not believe you, no, but you're keep, 100% keep talking, right. Um, but um, no, matter what, no matter what it is, I mean, when I heard how trivial the, the scuffle was... I, I figured that was like really, really dumb. Especially Papelbon's been around for a well, long time. Well, the one time. thing I'll say is that Bryce Harper called him out in the media a few days before because he threw at Manny Machado and he said, you know, I'm the one that's going to get hit now. And he's like, it, it, you know, this is just silly at this point. And he's right because Papelbon takes the matters into his own hand. It wasn't the manager telling him. Yeah. Um, but go on. But again, I just think like, Bryce Harper's a kid. You know, he's a fucking kid. Yeah, he's and 22. Regardless of that fact, I don't know what Bryce might have said to Papelbon to really put... 113. 113 fucking... Are he's, you serious? He's the all-time saves leader for the My Philadelphia Eagles. God. Players. But again, no matter no matter what someone says to you, especially in, when you got a you know you got a target on your back, you, you have a microscope on you mm-hmm. when you're playing professional sports, don't put your hands on someone. Yep. If you, Especially because you just got traded there. No one really liked you there anyway. So, especially because you just bought a house, you're not yeah. going to be there later, dude. Exactly. Especially because so, you're an asshole. I think everyone, everyone agrees. Everyone knows everyone you're, knows you're an dick. asshole. Yeah, seriously. The only reason they put up with in Boston is because that was the added, the culture they created there, that they were us against the world. Yeah. But you came into a culture where all these guys in the Nationals pretty much came up to it together. You demoted Drew Storen, who was pitching pretty well in the closers role, mm-hmm. had a 1.7 ERA, got demoted, and all those guys in the Nationals, besides Jason Worth, came up with him, and Scherzer. So mm-hmm. it's um, it definitely get a chance to read that article. If you haven't seen it, ask me. I'll send it to you. Um, next question is, how do you feel about the move of Jonathan Neese to the bullpen for the Mets playoff situation? It, it's the right move. Um, he doesn't have any place in the rotation. It's going to come down to Harvey, DeGrom, uh, Syndergaard, and Steven Matz. If Steven Matz is at 100%, Bartolo Colon, you need a lefty in the bullpen. Neese can eat up innings. He pitched out of the bullpen last night, pitched pretty well. It's the right move. He hasn't pitched well enough to be in the rotation this year. I know you don't have anything on that. Now, this is a question that I've been saying. I've been answering it for two years. Do you feel like it's finally time for the Dolphins to say goodbye to Joe Philbin? For the love of Christ, yes. I said it after the Bullygate thing that year when they sh- all they had to do was beat the Bills or the Jets in the last two weeks of the season, and they couldn't. They got shut out at home against the Bills in the week 16. Then they lost to the Jets the next week. He should have been fired then. He should have been fired last year when all I had to do was play well down the stretch. They couldn't. The guy's an asshole. He's a shitty coach. He's an offensive-minded coach. It doesn't game plan. It doesn't play, call plays. Then what does he do here? The players don't respect him. I don't think at least. It's hard to... I I, I don't want to say that because I don't know, but yeah. it doesn't seem that way. They don't play their ass off for the guy, no, I don't think. Don't. So he needs to get the fuck out. I don't know what they'll do. My my hope is that they fire him and then Sean Payton gets fired from New Orleans and they bring in Sean Payton because God knows what he'd do for Ryan Tannehill. Especially what, what, what Sean Payton did for the entire city of New Orleans. What you, you know I'm just I mean? talking like, the quarterback. What did he oh, do? No. Drew Brees was a good quarterback before. He made him. He made him great. He made Drew Brees the fastest ever to 50,000 passing yards. He turned him into an all-world, all-time quarterback. Yeah. So I'm not saying he'd do that for Tannehill, but he clearly knows how to work with these quarterbacks. He's yeah. a quarterback whisperer. Mm-hmm. I want Philbin the fuck out. I will retract my statement if he somehow turns a team around and they did something, which I don't expect because he sucks. I want him gone. I've wanted him gone for two years. I have nothing but terrible things to say about that guy, about his terrible family. I want him gone. 
I know. There would be times he would literally text me and goes, yo, Joel Philbin is an asshole. He we would We would not be talking about anything. I, I, I wouldn't speak to him for like three or four days. I was going to text, Joel Philbin fucking sucks, dude. It's like I saw the press conference after, and he's he, he has this one part. He goes, well, you know, you blame him, you blame me, we blame him. You know, we're going this way, we're going that way. Which we're, what the fuck are you saying? He's, he's not, he wasn't making any sense. No, he doesn't make sense. He doesn't make sense as a person. He doesn't make sense as a coach. He doesn't make sense in my life why I know his name, and it brings me so much rage. Get him the fuck out. Bye. Next question, which goes in turn with what I'm doing right now. Why do you react the way you do with the Dolphins? Because I'm an asshole. This is what I do. I'm an irrational person. I won't get angry about something that I should be angry about, and then get angry about something that I shouldn't be that angry about. I have irrational anger about most things off the top, most of the time, and then I have um, rational. I don't. I don't ever have rational anger. It never makes sense. Well, because I've seen you get mad over stuff you should get mad at, and I've seen you get mad over over stuff that you sh- you, know, you shouldn't get mad at. And it's two completely different things, and I, I completely, em, I guess, empathize because I do the same exact thing. Like, it's, there's even a term coined for it called Micah Piss. Micah Piss. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I'll be pissed as anything for five minutes, and then I just sit down. Oh, you're done. I just have to get it out. It's, it's, it's just, I, I find my zen. I find my zen. Yeah. I stroke the furry wall, and I calm down. See, the thing is, yeah, yeah, yeah just, what's the Jeffrey? You stroke the furry wall. But go yeah. on. Um... No, I, I can, I'm the same way, but it's a, you, you react. It's not even that big of a deal, whatever. Like, I'm used to it Yeah, right I, now. this is just, it's, it's, I pour too much emotion into my teams. I am one of the most loyal fans you'll ever meet. Even when they're bad, I always follow them and I support them through thick and thin. See, I, I'm only like that with Denver. Um, yeah. No no other team I really give a sh- too much of a shit about. I guess I'm an honorary Mets fan because of you. That's yeah. about it, but. Good, converted you. Um, hey, because right. I was a Phillies fan. <laughs> Next question is, what are your thoughts on John Jones returning? I'm excited. It's awesome. He, uh, he's going to be there on Saturday. I haven't heard anything yet, but I think he's going to be there on Saturday. And he's going to face off with the winner, who will be Daniel Cormier, because he's going to finish Gustafson within three rounds. And they're going to start their whole thing again. Um, I, I mean, people want to compare it to the Nick Diaz situation, but it's completely different. Wow. Because this one was a court of law. The Nevada State Athletic Commission is not a court of law, and they were beyond their... their what they what they should be able to do yes. in suspending it. So he went before the commission already. Uh, he didn't go before the commission for that for this because he doesn't have to. So John Jones should be allowed to fight. John Jones isn't going to do jail time. And anyone that thought he was, it's all about the state here. The the New Mexico doesn't really care if it was California. He probably gets a little bit more harsh of a sentence. Yeah. But John Jones, I'm excited he's back because the sport's better for it. The fights are better for it. And he is the most dominant UFC champion of all time. He is still the UFC champion as far as I'm concerned. That's he a pa- and I love Daniel Cormier. That's still a paper championship until proven otherwise. And Daniel well, and. John Jones will come back and he will win his title in more devastating fashion than whoever he has to face. Well, it was the it, for me it was the way Cormier won the belt. It, it wasn't even Cormier winning. It was it was no it, he won no, he overcame no no no, no, no I'm, I'm I'm saying like he won but it was also like Rumble giving up. You know what but I mean? He made him give up. He broke it. I'm, that's I'm, what, that's I'm, Cormier's game. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from Daniel Cormier because you know me. I yeah. I hated on the guy for the longest time, but then like when the roles were reversed. Um, I, I, John Jones was fun to watch. No matter what, like no matter who he fought or what he did, he was fun to watch. And honestly, the whole thing with Cormier calling him out right after he won—I love it. John Jones, get your shit together. I'm waiting it. for you. I got—I still got chills thinking about it because you know if Jones is there, you know as the second Cormier wins, Jones is in the ring. Yep. And they're and they're shit talking again. You know what I mean? So it, it just—I I agree with you completely. It's good for the UFC. It's good for every. It's good for the fan base. For people like for a casual fan like me and a hardcore fan like you, it's. 
it's a good thing all around. It's also a good thing that the lady didn't die and that... Oh, I saw people like, she almost got she killed. Was, no, no, she didn't. You she don't die her, from a broken arm. She broke her fucking arm. It's fine. Sure, she was all pregnant, right? but the baby's fine too. It's, it's, I hope she names the baby Jones. Or John. Name it John. Name it Bones. No, no. Name it John, but spell it with an H to really piss him off. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Uh, the Yankees, are they a one-hit wonder, or can they get their shit together and make it out of the one-game playoff, and if so, how far? No. no. They don't have the pitching. They don't have that starter. Their best pitcher this season has been um, Tanaka, and Tanaka is not an ace right now. He's pitched well enough. He's been a winning pitcher. But he, you look at his ERA, it's the ERA of a number three, maybe a number two pitcher. He's not striking out 200 guys. He's not going to give you that you know, 9 to 10, 11 strikeout performance, which is what you need in the one-game playoff. And, um, it, I, I mean, they could get past the one-game playoff, depending on who they play. If they face the, the Astros, no shot because they're going to face Dallas Keuchel. If they face the Angels, maybe. But they're not going to have a deep run because they don't have the pitching. Um, Pineda, is, you can't rely on Nate Evaldi. He's got a lot of wins and not many losses, but his ERA is over four. He's a number four, number five pitcher. He's an innings eater. So, no, they can't. No, no shot. Um, when will we see a game decided by a mixed, mixed, missed extra point, and will it make the owners reconsider the rule changes? No. Because that's why they changed the rule because it's, it was it was such a gimme. It, you the the tension that'll be there if you just t- if you just came within one point and all you have to do is get that extra point to tie it. But now it's not a chip you, shot. You, you really it's, it's a thirty three yard field goal. It's yeah. Think about the the, the tension. You, the fans are gonna get up and be like, oh, we got this now. You're gonna be like, oh, oh my god. It's gonna make coaches maybe even think about going for two because they don't trust their kicker. Think the, about it. In the beginning, I was against it. I thought it was bullshit. I thought the extra point. Well, it, this was also no playing football should be well, a certainty. Well, what well, well, this was also during a time when Roger Goodell was make, was trying to do a lot of different yeah. changes, and I wasn't I was against all of them because I'm still against Roger Goodell, but that's just my opinion. Um, I really think that this has helped the sport. Yeah, be much more. It's, it's, made, it's, lowest, made, it's made it more creative. The extra in my point opinion. right now is lower than it's been since 1990, which is awesome. I mean, because the kickers look, are like, better than ever. The the kickers are great, except for Josh Scobie. And uh, <laughs> but what, the reason why I say this is because now. Uh, how many times we see Pittsburgh go for two? Four oh, times in one I game. I love it. It makes it more exciting. You know what I mean? Like if if your kicker's struggling, if I'm a if I'm a head coach and I get on top early, I score a touchdown, and then force a three and out, get a turnover, and then I get another touchdown. I'm going for two. You're going for I'm two. I'm punching it down their fucking throat because it's at that point. You know, you're up 13. You're up two scores anyway, dude. A two point conversion, but like like back in the day, and by back in the day, I mean last year was like really devastating was, to morale. Now, like now, now where you can get you put two the or three of the them. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I, I, it's really, it's really. If you could put a team behind, you know, fifteen nothing early, sixteen nothing even. If you go for it in the first time, forget it. Yeah. But, well, because because teams are so used to saying, oh, 14 nothing. That's not. That's even what, 13 that, nothing. That, that, that's two touchdowns. That's whatever. But now they see like numbers like sixteen and seventeen. They see a crooked and, it, number, and it's like. It's like weird. Like, how the fuck so are we gonna get I, back? I don't. You know? I, I like it. I like it a lot more. Like I said, the fact that it's gonna put a pressure on a coach if he has like an average kicker. Mm-hmm. If his team just tied it in the last seconds, do I need to just try and win this? Do it's, I take the high percentage because it's still ninety percent rate? Well, yeah. Um, it, it's still uh, you're gonna convert more than not. It's 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 um it's it's a. Uh, but you and you'll have to look at who are they putting on special teams to try and block this kick. Blocking a kick from. Thirty yards back is a lot easier than blocking a kick. Than it's uh, it, it's uh, it's the longest yard mentality. It's either we're, uh, uh, it's either you win or you or you go for the tie. Exactly. You know what I mean? So you're you the cons. We go for the win. Exactly. All right. And the last question is uh, from my cousin out in Detroit. Um, will the Detroit Lions win a game this season? Yeah, they'll win a game. They Absolutely. have too much talent to um not win any games. So um, 
Yeah, they'll win a game. I don't know when. They'll probably beat a team like the Vikings. No, they'll beat the Bears. They'll probably, they should sweep the Bears. They should beat the Bears. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, they're going to uh, win a game, and that that's going to be it. Uh, we kept it right in an hour, just under an hour and a minute. Um, so, Taylor, thank you for sitting in with me. Uh, thank you, Dan. I appreciate uh, being on here a couple times. Uh, so. I always appreciate your piss-poor insight. Now, remember, thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, criticism, I don't want to hear the criticism, but send them to me, Facebook, Twitter, anything like that. Remember, you listen to me, you go to the top. You don't listen to me, you're never heard from again.